Welcome to the Untangling Life Podcast with Rachel Wojo. I'm Rachel, and this podcast is where you'll find the space to clear your head and calm your heart. Make yourself at home. Welcome to the very first episode of the Untangling Life Podcast. I'm Rachel, and I'm thrilled to have you listening in today. I want you to know that this podcast is the result of an extremely enthusiastic response from the Rachel Wojo Bible Reading Challenge community. I don't know what I would have done without the incredible community members in our Facebook group, many who have been apart for seven years or more. So thank you for speaking life into God's plan for my sharing. I'm not expecting to become the female Mr. Rogers of podcasting, (laughs) but thank you for believing in me and encouraging me. Why is the podcast called Untangling Life? Great question. Okay, look, don't judge me for the analogy I'm about to share. I know this movie requires a filter, but if you've ever seen National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation, then you may recall what I consider to be an important precursory moment in the movie. Clark Griswold, played by Chubby Chase, is standing in his garage digging into a box of Christmas lights. He says to his son, Russ, you have to check every bulb as he pulls out the largest tangled mess of Christmas string lights on the planet. Oops, little knot here, he says as he passes off the enormous jumble to Russ. You work on that. Russ looks at the knot, then looks at his dad like, seriously, what am I supposed to do with this? I'll post the clip in the show notes in case you've not seen it before, but the point is, we often look at God with the same look Russ gives his dad. Lord, what in the world am I supposed to do with this mess? It's impossible. And I get it. I've been in some tangled messes in my lifetime. Friendships are messy. Church can be messy. Marriage can be a ball of knots. Raising children, definitely messy. Life is messy and tangled, and sometimes we just want a detangler that works as well as Suave or Aussie for kids. Pass the magic eraser, cue the iPhone portrait feature. Lord, I need a solution and I need it now. Like a toddler stomping her foot, ponytail emphatically bobbing, we crease our brow at the loving hand of God as his orchestration of circumstances clearly says, wait. If there's someone listening right now who enjoys waiting, could you send me a DM later? Because y'all, I hate waiting. I have to be honest with you. The topic of waiting on God is one that's so close to home right now because my husband was unexpectedly terminated on March 9th this year. We are now three months into waiting on God to show us the next right step for him. I've analyzed my struggle in this unfamiliar territory. I've felt from the beginning that God was saving him from a terrible situation by removing out of it. I've felt that even with the sting of having no warning, the situation is somehow a blessing in disguise. But I have to confess in my humanity, the wait feels long and it's tempting to be absorbed by thoughts that the future is uncertain. And that brings me to a list of reasons we dislike, may I even go so far as to say hate, waiting. The first is that we're struggling with patience. Have you ever heard the saying, whatever you do, don't pray for patience? We all want patience, but we don't want to walk through the exercises that produce patience. I appreciate 2 Peter 3.9. The Lord is not slow in keeping his promise as some understand slowness. Instead, he is patient with you. 
I am so thankful that though I'm as impatient as can be, God is not. You know, another reason we don't like to wait is because we feel like we just don't have enough faith. There's a story in Mark 9 that explains what to do when you want to believe and trust in God's will and way for your life, but you're coming up short. The story is of a man who longs for his son to receive healing from a demonic spirit that throws him to the ground, causes him to convulse and foam at the mouth. The man begs Jesus, if you can do anything, Jesus responds, if you can, everything is possible for one who believes. Verse 24 says, immediately the boy's father exclaimed, I do believe, help me overcome my unbelief. You can't conjure up faith on your own. Yes, you can choose, but full belief and trust in God's plan for your life is also a work of the Holy Spirit. When I'm tempted to wonder why it's taking so long for my husband's new position to be revealed, I ask the Lord to remove any speck of doubt in my life. Give me a heart that trusts him fully, not just for salvation in heaven, but for solutions on earth. There's another reason we don't enjoy waiting on God to move on our behalf. We feel helpless and not in control. Psalm 121 is one of my favorite psalms that I memorized as a child, maybe because I grew up in the Appalachian Mountains, and the psalmist begins with, I will lift up my eyes to the hills. This is where my help comes from. My help comes from the Lord who made heaven and earth. The shortest and most effective prayer I continually pray is, Jesus, help me. I think it's important to understand that the root of feeling helpless is actually wanting the control in our lives. When things happen that are outside our control, like disease or loss, then the reality of not feeling in control overwhelms us. The problem with feeling out of control is that it causes us to be tempted to rush ahead of God. Can I get an amen here? I mean, come on. I know you're on your morning commute or folding laundry or waiting in the child pickup line, but I can't be the only person who is so tempted to run ahead of God. I mean, I'm a get it done kind of girl. Check off the list. Cross off that box. I've learned that though the temptation to create my own solutions is very real, I don't ever want to rush ahead of God. His perfect timing is always best. In my book, One More Step, I wrote, when things seem out of control... God is always in control. He hasn't forgotten about us. One night, about a month ago, I sat down at the end of a long day and felt prompted to continue reading When You Don't Like Your Story by Sharon Janes. I was feeling pretty grumpy that night for various reasons, but mostly I was tired of waiting on God to show us what the new plan of Matt's job opportunity would look like. I took my bookmark out of the book and picked up my reading at chapter 3, entitled There's Always a Meanwhile. Immediately, the tears welled up in my eyes because I knew God was speaking to me through Sharon's book. I want you to listen to these words. God's sovereignty is best seen on the backdrop of life's uncertainties. What we see as a dead end could be God's door opening to a new beginning. What we feel as a disappointment is often God's divine appointment. What we have in mind is sometimes not what God has in store, and I shall thank you, God, for that. I am so grateful for the right turns in my story when I wanted to turn left. I might not have understood the plot twists at the time, but I praised God for them after the fact. We live life forward, but we understand it backward. Our limited vision doesn't allow us to see God's strategic maneuvering, but we must believe that He is working still. And even though it may appear that everything is falling apart, 
It could be that the pieces are actually falling into place. Jesus told his disciples, You don't understand now what I am doing, but someday you will. And this chapter just meant so much to me in Sharon's book, One More Excerpt. God is always working behind the scenes. There is always a meanwhile that will make our pain worthwhile. So when we wonder if, we're miss, if we've missed something or we compare ourselves and get this awful feeling that others are moving ahead while we're stuck behind, whether financially, physically, or mentally, God is always working in the wait. I believe we really hate waiting on God because we fear uncertainty. In my book, One More Step, I said God alone knows when we're ready for the moment for which we've been waiting. When we can't see the plan, when the road ahead seems dark without any way to view the twists and turns ahead, we're prone to panic. We're also prone to search for understanding and logical reasoning instead of relying on our sovereign God. In Genesis 15, God appears to Abraham in a vision and says, Do not be afraid, Abraham. I am your shield, your very great reward. And Abraham's response begins with, Sovereign Lord. I love how he acknowledges God for who he is, that God's supremacy and authority reigns in the heavens. But then listen to what Abraham says. What can you give me since I remain childless and the one who will inherit my estate is Eliezer of Damascus? And Abram said, You have given me no children, so a servant in my household will be my heir. We have to back up a few chapters to Genesis 12 to understand what God had told Abraham. You're going to be blessed and become a great nation. His promise to Abraham included both family and opportunity. But here we are three chapters later in Abraham's story, and he doesn't even have one son, only a servant. And the opportunity to own land hasn't become his yet either. How do you become a great nation without any land, possession, or children? If you read Genesis chapter 15, you'll find that Abraham had some questions for God. One was, how can I know? Isn't that what we all want? To know the next step, to understand how God is working, to be able to see what lies ahead. I want to share with you a recent article I wrote for Dayspring's Everyday Faith magazine. The article is When the Unknown Lurks. The Lord himself goes before you and will be with you. He will never leave you nor forsake you. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. Deuteronomy 31.8 The letter had arrived. I had been waiting for weeks and finally there it was. With my breath half held, I ripped open the back, unfolded the paper, and began to speed read the words, rushing to reach the point of the letter. Denied. My sweet Taylor's special needs bathtub insert had been denied by the insurance company. While showering her had become somewhat of an Olympic feat, trying to wash her up and hold her her up at the same time, though she could no longer sit up alone on the shower chair, someone felt she didn't meet the proper criteria for a bathtub insert. Time seemed to stand still for a few moments as the discouragement poured over my heart and mind. Why did life with a special needs child have to be so hard? Why couldn't the needs simply be met when proved without extra steps of more paperwork, more distress, more waiting? I know you've been there. Oh, maybe it wasn't an insurance denial, but the news you anticipated was not what you received or the circumstances you hoped for were dashed. Maybe right now the wait you endured has extended to the unknown 
and there's no end in sight. If we take a glance back in Scripture to the verses before Deuteronomy 31, we can see that this verse marks a special moment in history as Moses passed off the baton to Joshua, the next leader of the children of Israel. Moses had been told he would not be able to cross over to Jordan, but he didn't pout, he didn't fret. His expression to God's people essentially said, You don't need me, you have God. The Lord your God himself will cross over ahead of you. Moses testified to all of Israel that God would deliver them as they crossed the Jordan to possess the land and encouraged them again with, Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or terrified because of them. For the Lord your God goes before you. He is with you. He will never leave you nor forsake you. I ponder what flashbacks Moses might have had as he delivered this message to the people. Was it the time God spoke to him from a burning bush? Or when the Lord told him to go before Pharaoh and let his people go? Perhaps he saw the back parts of God's glory from the the cleft of the rock? Or maybe when the Ten Commandments were passed to him from heaven? Regardless of whether his life flashed before his eyes, Moses charged Joshua with words to remember, words to live by. Though the children of Israel were about to enter new territory, God knew where they were headed. It didn't matter that they were uncertain about the next right step. All they had to do was obey the God of certainty. Praise the Lord that when discouragement pours down, we are not alone. God is with us, and not only is he with us, but he has gone before us. What does that really mean? It means he already knows the way ahead. When we can't see to the finish line, our God not only knows the finish line, but he knows every step of the journey to get to the finish line. We do not have to feel that our steps will falter. He holds us up. Not only does he know the way ahead of us, He's gone before us and that he has prepared us for this moment. The trials we've experienced throughout our lives have paved the way to this day, this moment. We've been strengthened day by day. We don't have to be afraid or discouraged when we follow the God of creation and Lord over all. It was a warm September day in 2018 when I opened the insurance denial letter I described earlier. I had no idea that although we would finally receive the approval for the wonderful bathtub insert we desperately needed for our sweet tailor, the insert itself would not arrive until several months later. I also had no way of knowing that Taylor would take a turn for the worse just before the equipment arrival. She never had the chance to enjoy a few moments of a warm bath inside that tub because God called her home to heaven at the beginning of January 2019. But years earlier, the Lord had connected Taylor with a beautiful friend, Clara. And he also knew that Clara would need that special needs bathtub insert here on earth once he called Taylor home to heaven. So he gave us the privilege of gifting that tub to Clara. There's a prayer at the end of the article. Dear Father, I feel uncertain about the path ahead. Everything seems wobbly and I'm weary of unsure ground. Help me, Lord, to rest on your word. Help me to remember that you have paved the way and I have no need to be afraid or discouraged because you are with me and you will never leave me. I think it's so interesting to find that I had submitted that article to Dayspring many months ago. 
had no idea when it would be published. And I had no idea that on the day after my husband lost his job, my sample copies of the magazine arrived in the mail. God would use my own words in a magazine to reassure my heart in this new season of uncertainty with Matt's job loss. Isn't it amazing how God works? In those old cowboy movies, the common saying was, Meanwhile, back on the ranch. Friend, we can't always see the meanwhile. But as my friend Sharon says, God is always working behind the scenes. There is always a meanwhile that makes our pain worthwhile. And that is today's thread of hope. Each episode of Untangling Life concludes with a statement called On My Desk. And this week on my desk, I have the resources I've mentioned in this podcast. They'll also be included in the show notes. First up, the book, When You Don't Like Your Story by Sharon Janes. What if your worst chapters could become your greatest victories? Second, Everyday Faith Magazine by Dayspring. You'll find this summer edition at a retail store near you. I've personally discovered it at Kroger, Giant Eagle, and Dollar General, but you can also order it online. Links will be in the show notes. I also mentioned my book, One More Step, Finding Strength When You Feel Like Giving Up, a book that will help you learn how to run to God's Word when discouragement strikes. Also on my desk this week, though not mentioned in this podcast, my large print purple leather bound NIV Bible, Brene Brown's Dare to Lead book, and the In His Presence Bible Reading Plan and Journal, 31 Days to Understanding Who the Spirit of God Is Based on Scripture. Thanks so much for joining me in this first episode of the podcast. Thank you for listening to the Untangling Life podcast with Rachel Wojo. If you enjoyed this podcast episode, be sure to subscribe. For show notes and free resources, visit rachelwojo.com. See you again soon. Is life feeling chaotic? I get it. I'm Rachel Wojo, host of the Untangling Life podcast. Don't miss the passionate encouragement and faith-based resources you need to help you clear your head and calm your heart. As Shell says, it feels like Rachel always knows what I need to hear. She keeps it real and is so humble. Her podcast is just the cherry on top. Enjoy Untangling Life with Rachel Wojo on lifeaudio.com or your favorite podcast app now.